0: Welcome to the Real Estate in Michigan Audio Experience podcast with your host and local real estate professional, Andrew McManaman.
1: What's going on, everyone? I wanted to welcome you to a new segment that I like to call the AM Show, where I'm going to be bringing guests on like insurance agents, inspectors, and people that can really help with the home buying process. And we're just going to go in here, talk candidly, go over some questions that are frequently asked. And just kind of give you some value. So uh, hang in here. This is the first episode. I'm going to be welcoming John Clifford with Goosehead Insurance. And we're going to go over a little bit of insurance details. So get ready. Let's just jump right into this. I mean, kind of in the beginning, just the very beginning, just tell me like your story and tell me why you really even got into insurance in the first place.
0: Um, I mean, I've always been in sales my whole life just kind of working through sporting companies, everything. Um, and then I was playing college lacrosse out in Colorado and I ended up breaking my back and moved home. And uh, I had a couple stories, I guess. My I lost my dad in a car accident um, when I was eight years old. So just kind of what was in place with what he had and everything that was um, liability wise and what he had life insurance wise for the family. Um, without that we probably we were four kids from four to ten my mom didn't work at the time so without the life insurance and just having my ability for the damages he did um, definitely I want to do the same for other people so that's kind of why I got into it but I'm always main thing is just always I always want to help people talk to people be there for them so it's kind of just an avenue to help and you know reach out to people so
1: That's cool. I mean, it's cool that you have a motivation to get into insurance a little bit because I know that there's a huge stereotype, especially with real estate and insurance, that people just jump right into it for the money without any other reason to help people at all. So it's kind of cool that you have that motivational factor with your dad and incentive to obviously better people's lives with it. But kind of a question I have is how how do you break your back doing lacrosse?
0: Um. Well, so there was um we played Onondaga Community College and it's Indian Reservation School and just they use wooden sticks so basically dodged by the guy and two-handed me in the back So
1: that
0: and then at the time it I I guess I didn't know I broke my back but I knew there was something wrong and then you know a couple weeks went on and I'm you know couldn't lift couldn't do anything um so luckily I didn't completely break my back where I couldn't walk or anything or hit any nerves um just slight fracture on my l4 so but that kind of put a damper in things and you know ended ended the career there but yeah
1: yeah I'm sure Jeez, that's brutal but a, a little bit about so I know you were you work I did a little introduction for you about goosehead insurance like what what is goosehead why is it goosehead a little history um, on goosehead
0: yeah so goosehead how it started Um, basically it started as a small mom and pop shop, um, in Texas, and then, um, just a normal, um, husband, wife owned it. And they ended up having about 150 employees on within the first, probably two years. And they blew up and expanded, um, into, you know, what they are. So they decided that what the business they had and the model they had um, they kind of separated service and sales, so you're not focused on both things. Um, so they have a service side, sales side. So the model they had, they thought would work, and they decided to go franchise with it. Um, and I know everyone's like, the name Goosehead, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Um, so the, oh, the CEO's daughter is her nickname is Lu, or her name is Lucy, nickname is Lucy Goose. So the company Goosehead is named after a now she's 13 years old um, and has a company named after. So that's kind of where the goose comes from. Um, But, you know, we're just an independent company. So I've been around the block with Allstate, State Farm. Um, I was at General RV and their independent side. And that's kind of where I got the taste of independent insurance and the options we have for the consumer. So that's kind of why I took the independent side of Goosehead versus going with the captive agency. So.
1: I guess that that just goes right into the next question is with a lot of the service industries being independent or being with like these gigantic franchises, like what what do you think or what would you say would be the biggest benefit to your clients as far as being independent instead of with, you know, Allstate or all the other options out there?
0: Um, I mean, the biggest thing is we work for the customer. So if, you know, we're not with us, for instance, like a state farm, if they're calling in, our job is to try to keep them on the books, do what we can to either lower their premium, do whatever you can versus with us is if they don't, if the company's not a right fit for them. Um, we can just move them elsewhere to a different company. And then, um, you know, that obviously blend in and fit them. So that's kind of where the independent side, there's so many options that we have. We have certain companies that are just for jewelry, certain companies that are for flood, um, so there's just a lot more options on an independent side of things versus just trying to go through just one company on its own.
1: Okay. So with like Allstate and some of these bigger names, would that be more of a cookie cutter thing and you'd pay more fees? I know it's kind of like that in the service industry. Would it be that way or not necessarily? Um,
0: not necessarily. Normally they're, so those companies have been around for a while. So as soon as a company grows and they have more claims, They have to pay back more money, which causes the premiums to go up versus a lot of our companies are independent line companies. So they're going to be like, for instance, we have Safeco, that's Liberty Mutual's independent line. So it's going to have a smaller book of business, but more um, as in like you can pick and choose who you want to write with versus trying to just build your book as big as you can and just maintain customers. So with us, that's just kind of, yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily any cheaper, with fee wise, but we, I mean, we have a 90% retention rate and buying rate. So, I mean, we're about, you know, I would say on average seven to eight out of the 10 customers we write, we're going to save them at least probably
1: 500 bucks a year. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, to transition a little bit into the real estate aspect side of insurance, I know we talked a little bit about like the quote and clue report. I know a lot of people when they're getting, when they're looking into buying a house, they just jump right into it. I mean, I see that as a real estate agent as well. They just jump, they just dolphin dive right into it and they don't even look at the history of the house. So, I mean, what can you say a little bit about the quote and clue report just to go on before you buy a house? Just a little
0: bit. Um, I mean, it's definitely a big thing because I mean, people always are trying to find, okay, I got a pre-approval from my loan officer. I can buy a house for 125 grand. And a lot of the time, I mean, I work with, real estate loan officers all the time. And a lot of the time that, that um, debt to income ratios kind of on that fine line where they might not have money to repair a basement or a chimney. Um, so looking at the clue report will show if there was ever a fire in the house, possibly maybe a tree fell in the house, um, any hail damage that was done. Um, but in Michigan, obviously with our winters and the cold winters, the big thing is just knowing if the, like, the basement was ever flooded or water damaged. Um, for instance, like my basement, when I bought mine built in the 60s, um, it was flooded about 10 years ago, but four years ago, they put in a waterproofing system um, underneath the floor. So it wouldn't flood anymore. And I've been here for three years and haven't had any water at all. So that's the big, the big thing is just knowing what you're going to get yourself into. And then also the flood zone is huge for people because some flood insurance can obviously be, you know, north of a thousand and you're locked in for that rate. So it's not like you can get out of flood insurance because normally your mortgage needs it. Um, so knowing what extra money you might have to pay, or if that house isn't even fit for you, if there's so many claims on it, but knowing that could narrow down, you know, the housing process. so.
1: So do you, do you get a lot of clients that get flood insurance here in Michigan?
0: Um, We don't get a lot. A lot of the houses, so um, a lot of the houses around, especially Livingston County um, and Novi, don't really have a flood insurance. We run on every house we insure, we'll run a flood report for our customers. So we'll be able to tell them, hey, you're in a flood zone, or maybe they're not in a flood zone, but their neighbor's house is in a flood zone. So if that's the case and they're only 100 yards from their neighbor there's ever a flood, chances are their yard or part of their house is probably going to be flooded. Um, so knowing, I would say about 10% of our customers get it. And the main ones are ones that live on lakes, close to ponds, um, Detroit, because they're all the same sewer, same, you know, water system. Um, so stuff like that we write, but around, you know, small suburban areas, not so much. So but we offer it to everyone.
1: I mean I feel like it's it's one of those little things that a lot of people often overlook too. I mean they don't they don't pay attention whether it's in a flood zone or even if it's by the lake is that going to have an effect? I think people will look at flood insurance and think, "Okay, I'm not not in a hurricane area, so why does it really matter?" But yeah. do you, do you have a an instance or like a story about flood insurance or kind of in a situation that was just kind of bizarre oh, about it? I mean, the, the one, cause our company's based out of Texas. So,
0: I mean, the big store that everyone always knows about is um, like Harvey and stuff when it flooded Houston and all of that and it, I mean, my uncle was one, he had a house down there. He was probably 50 minutes from the shoreline um, by a car. So, I mean, that's, you know he's at least 25 miles from the shoreline. His house was flooded seven feet up of water. So basically the second floor, and that was 20-plus miles from the shore. And so with that hurricane, 80% of the people that were flooded did not have flood insurance. So with that being said, you know, no one expected ever for Houston to be flooded five feet plus of water all over, you know. So that is will flood insurance probably ever happen? 10% chance. Of it happening probably but I mean no one ever thought that was the first flood ever in Houston history so it's a toss-up but that's the main story of it is no one expected it it happened and the loans through the government for flood insurance the interest rates on them are like 15 percent plus on a loan so you're not gonna you know it's not gonna be an easy loan to pay off if you have to do hundred grand to re- restoration stuff so
1: sure and i think another misconception with that too i feel like is the actual cash value versus the full replacement because i think a lot of people on you know dwellings and personal property and i feel like people you know a tree hits their house or maybe they have a kitchen fire that's accidental and they just think okay maybe i'll just get full replacement on this but they don't really know where the line is, where that whole thing is. Can you touch a little bit on the actual cash value versus, you know, full replacement?
0: Yeah. So um, with that actual cash value is obviously going to be, you know, depreciation value. So for instance, if you built a house in 1920 and it burned down in 2021, you're going to get the depreciation value of the materials on the house, the structure. Um, So, you know, for instance, a lot of house in Detroit, Back in the day, they were $500,000 homes, but if you want to do an actual cash value on the house, most of them are around maybe hundred grand, if that. So the big thing between actual cash value and replacement costs is, one, a lot of insurance agents won't. They'll just try to get you the cheapest price. They're not going to break it down. But for our agency, we do everything for replacement on, on the house as well as personal property because If anything were to happen to you, for instance, your roof, if it's actual cash value or up to a $10,000 limit, if your house is bigger than 2,000 square feet. You're going to need more than 10 grand to pay out the roof. So the big thing with actual cash value versus full replacement is that number on your policy. So you buy a house for $220,000 on a full replacement. You're going to get $220,000, whether it's this year or in 10 years, you're still going to get that full amount on top of that. So actual cash value, you're gonna go, hey, I want my house insured for 80,000. You're gonna get that insured for 80,000 because that's what you want. You want that actual cash value of it. So you're giving me a price that you think, hey, I only have 80,000 left on my loan. Let's just insure my house for 80,000. When your house burns down, you're only gonna get 80,000. And right now to build a new hole for your foundation and get material debris away, it's gonna cost probably around 30 to 40,000 just to begin this whole new process of your house. So mm-hmm. that's where kind of people don't realize that it's not just the house that's going down I and mean, they got to redo the whole process, get the debris removed, build a new foundation, you know, cement, everything like that has to be redone. So that actual cash value is not just to protect your mortgage, it's to replace your house too. So.
1: Gotcha. So, I mean, as far as additional coverages for the policy, like what, what would you do? I mean, a lot of people will probably just come to you and be like, I don't really know where to start. How do I insure this? What do I need to make sure of just in case? What ifs, you know, all the things like that.
0: Yeah, so the main, I mean, the coverages you're always gonna get on an insurance home policy, whether you go through us, AAA, State Farm, um, auto owners, you're always gonna get dwelling coverage, which can either be full replacement or actual cash value full replacement on the dwelling is going to you're going to have to ask for that or the insurance agent is just going to give you it because he knows that it's a better coverage. So that's an option that you can pick with that right off the bat. Um, You can do personal property is actual cash value unless you add the endorsement of full replacement. So with that same thing with the house, if you have a TV that's 15 years old, you're only going to get probably $20 for the TV a full replacement on personal property, you're going to get a brand new TV, whether it's from 1980 or 2010. So that's, those on the housing part are huge, but the ones that I would key on are obviously everything to do with weather. So you're going to have, you know, water backup, dry rot, um, sewer backup. Maybe there's some companies have equipment failure. So if you have, you know, um, stuff like that, anything that's going to pretty much damage your house because the wind and hail, is covered through your $1,000 deductible, which is going to cover your roof, your siding, and then your, all your other perils are going to be if someone steals your house, racing your house, steals everything, a fire, tornado, tree falls, but then there's additional like jewelry, scheduled property. Um, you only normally have a limit on your house of 25000 to 5000 on jewelry, and anything on top of that, you're going to have to schedule. Um, so that's like certain things like that there's only four main coverages that come on a home policy until you have to start adding you know additional coverage. so
1: okay gotcha well okay so i mean i guess that that brings us into kind of the the umbrella of it and what what covers under that i know a lot of people will hear about umbrella insurance but they don't really know what it the the metaphor really stands for so Can you tell me a little bit about what an umbrella insurance is and why it's important for really anyone really?
0: Yeah. So an umbrella insurance is, you know, kind of just how it sounds, just an umbrella that goes over anything underneath your roof. So whether it's, um, you have a house, auto, UTVs, dirt bikes, four wheelers, a boat, um, a pool, anything like that is covered underneath the umbrella. So what it is, is most home liability insurance, since we're talking about real estate and stuff, your max is going to be $500,000. Some companies might offer a million in liability, but most are $500,000. So with that being said, if you were to sell a house to a customer for $750,000, they have liability insurance of $500,000 on their house. God forbid if something was to happen in a car accident, let's say, and they hit someone and they ended someone's life, that person, comes back to them and sues them for $750,000. So let's just say if they sue them for their house, if they don't have an umbrella, they're either going to lose their house because they don't have the money to pay it, or they're going to pay the $250,000 that they didn't have liability through their umbrella. So with the umbrella, you can have coverages. Most companies will run a million to $5 million, depending on what you want. And under that umbrella will cover autos, your home, everything additional on top of your liability. So with a house that has 500,000 in liability with a million dollar umbrella, you're gonna have $1.5 million in coverage for that. So the main the, the main reason for an umbrella is gonna be, it's gonna cover your assets. So what I like to tell people is is everything you own, whether it's a home, investment property, cars, your 401k, your IRA, investments stocks anything like that, that you have people can sue you for so your umbrella is gonna you want your umbrella limit to cover everything that you have so you never lose anything really so that's what it's, it's covering is it's protecting you from losing essentially everything if someone was to sue you for everything so
1: for sure is there like a uh, let's just talk like i just don't know anything but if you Is there a way to like bundle these things, save some money? I know people will just look at the whole umbrella thing and think, geez, that's going to cost me an ungodly amount of money for a what if. So, I mean, is there.
0: So yeah, so you can bundle normally um, home and auto, depending on the companies you go through with us will be anywhere from 15 to 25% off of your premium on the home and the auto side bundling together. And then if you put an additional umbrella on on top, it's gonna be a 5% to 10% on top of that 25. And then obviously if you add a boat, it's like a 3% and dirt bikes, all that. So yeah, bundling it is gonna save you. um, Definitely it's gonna be the best bang for your buck um, bundling your home and auto and umbrella when looking for um, new insurance. Um, So yeah, it's definitely obviously gonna do that for sure. And the umbrella, I mean, isn't gonna cost for a couple with no kids, Age twenty-five to forty, a million-dollar umbrella is going to run them around three hundred bucks a year. So, to have you know a million dollars in coverage for three hundred bucks, and if you ever needed it, it's going to it's pretty cheap. So it's like mm-hmm. less than a dollar a day.
1: And it kind of goes on to another question that I've actually heard a lot of people have, and people have asked me. They're thinking, okay, do I insure my toys individually in my shed, or do I insure my shed and not my toys? Because I mean, obviously, if it's not a road vehicle, don't really need it, you know, got the ORV stickers instead, like, what what is your thought on this? Have you gotten that question before?
0: Yeah, so I have some people that will put their boat with their house, or they will put their four wheelers on their house. And that's great for the four wheeler aspect of things like, yeah, if you're driving around your property on your own property, you're covered through your home liability. Now, if you're to go up north, like we do, we go up to Silver Lake, Dune, Sheboygan, um, Black Mountain, all that. And so we'll go and if you don't have liability on your toys, as soon as it leaves your property or your dock, you are have no more liability. So if you're going to put it through your house, oh, I have other structures, we'll put it for 40 grand because I have a UTV that's 20. That's not going to cover anything of your UTV. It's just mm-hmm. going to... So basically, if the roof, if your shed was to collapse, yeah, your barn's going to be covered, but you're not going to get any money for the UTV inside. So the the best thing is just to insure it separately, but you can put them all on the same policy. So if you have four snowmobiles, you can put it all on one policy and pay for it in one amount, and then that way all your snowmobiles are covered regardless if you're at your house up north at a buddy's house. Um, and if they get stolen, anything like that are covered. So yeah, the, the main one I see is boats for sure. People think that as soon as it, you know, if, if it's at your dock, it's covered. Like if mm-hmm. someone's on the boat, it gets stolen from your dock, it's covered. But the second you leave your dock, you could have issues. So that's kind of where, you know, you want to make sure you have liability, especially on toys because someone's bound to get hurt eventually. So.
1: Gotcha. So uh... Kind of just to talk about what we've been talking about, this little utility concierge and just amazing resource it is for clients and people that it actually is a huge stressor. I mean, I see it on the real estate side. I'm sure you see it when people get a home and they're trying to transfer all their utilities and it's just very annoying. And talk a little bit about this, this company, this resource.
0: Yeah. So we have a company called Utility Concierge. So Basically, one of our affiliates with Goosehead branched off and started this company. So they're kind of a third-party company of ours. So it's a free service to the consumer. Whether they do insurance with us or not, it's still going to be free for them. Um, so what they do is after they talk to me on the phone, I will submit a app to the utility concierge with their name, phone number, and just a brief description of what they're looking for. So what they can do for you is they can shop your cable, your internet, they'll set up your gas, your electric um, security systems. If you need like propane companies, anything really to do with utilities in your house, they will shop the best rate, the best security system for you, whatever has the best promotions going on and they will set them all up for you. So they will call you um, with just a quick five minute phone call saying, Hey, I talked to John. This is what he told me, you're looking for internet, cable, and security system. He'll then collect your basic information he'll need. And then he will call all the companies and shop them for you, call you back with the best rate. And then if everything looks good, he'll go on the back end and send it all up. And if you move forward with the company, they give you an additional $100 Visa card just as a kind of a, here, help pay for your bill. So sometimes security systems might be free just even going through them and it's a hundred dollars for the system. And then you get the gift card for a hundred and it's free to the consumer. It doesn't cost them anything, regardless of if they go with us. So that's what some people are like, where's the catch where am when am I going to get the bill in the mail? Like, there's no way this guy's working for me two hours. So he's at, it's free, completely free, 100%. So it's definitely, I mean, I've used it for my cable, my security system. I had Comcast. I was paying like 190 bucks a month for cable and security. And I was able to um, cut that down to like, I think my internet went to 40 bucks and the security is like 50. So I was able to, you know, cut it down almost a hundred bucks just by going, using them. So
1: that's sweet. So, I mean, are you, you're, like you said, you're basically talking to them, saying what you want, and then they'll just shop for, on, on your behalf basically. But are they negotiating? Cause I know a lot of people will hop on the utility phones and just start, you know, this is ridiculous. Let's talk this down. Are, are they negotiating kind of on your behalf or are they just kind of calling everyone and anyone trying to find the best, best for you?
0: Um, I mean, so they are um, negotiating and trying to find the best promotion. So they'll shop you with Comcast, they'll shop you with at and they'll shop you um, with Charter, Dish, all of them. And they will talk to, they talk to the consumer on the phone. So they're not just running, looking up their website and their prices. They're actually, I'm going to talk to the consumer set it up for you and see if there's any additional, you know, promotions or discounts or gift cards you can possibly, um, you know, have. So.
1: That's sweet. Yeah. I've heard a lot of, lot of servicers that have been like that, but they don't do anything like that. It's literally what you said. They'll just hop online, find a rate, click it, just set you up and just done. So. Yeah. So, but yeah. But uh, let's just transition into, I mean, what are, I know it says that we have 10 minutes left on this already, but uh, what are some frequently asked questions? I mean, if someone's coming to you, I mean, if we're grouping this with real estate and insurance, like what is what's a frequently asked question, really?
0: Hang on, let me grab my charger real quick. My phone's Sounds good, hey.
1: all right. Can you hear me all right? Yep. Sweet. All right. So yeah, like Sorry, I like no, you're good. You're good. It's technology. It's
0: 10%. i am like, oh, and then I went to go plug it in and it crashed. So. <laughs>
1: That's all right. My computer fully
0: charged, though. I didn't need to worry about my phone. It's not going to, I don't need it. But then, boom. So, well, yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, just to kind of finish it up, but uh, I mean, what's a, what's a frequently asked question that you get most often from From people about insurance and the real estate industry, really.
0: Um, I mean the 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 biggest one, I guess, is. Do I have to insure it for that? Like, so we'll be we will quote someone and say we want we give them five hundred thousand liability. Their house is four hundred and twenty thousand dollars, and you know we give them a thousand dollar deductible. They're gonna be like, well, do I have to do that? And. Obviously, our answer is no, you don't have to do it. But our job as an insurance agent and a realtor is to obviously help the customer find the best solution for them and then obviously move forward. So why I say no, you don't have to goes back to the umbrella. Like, no, we can lower your next liability to 300,000, but then your home isn't even insured if you were to get into a lawsuit. So that's kind of where it's like, yeah, we can always move it. So that one is just kind of, you always, you have to go with this policy. So that one is no, you you can do any coverage you want um, at the end of the day, but what we present is kind of what we feel is the best solution for you. And then from there, obviously the price can change. So some people think like they see the price and they're like, oh, he's quoting me 200 bucks more than what I'm getting quoted over here, but we might have triple the coverage that you're getting quoted. So that's the thing is it's kind of like no, that nothing is set in stone until you finalize it. So that one and the other one is just um, kind of like jewelry and UTVs, golf carts, stuff like that, where they're like, I thought that's covered through my homeowners, and it's it is to an extent. So it's like I said, on your property it is, or if your jewelry up to a limit. Um, so certain stuff like that, just I mean, a lot of the time, a lot of the people we deal with aren't first-time home buyers, or if they are they kind of have their parents there so a lot of time um those are the the main questions are just what's is my jewelry covered why do I have to go with this coverage and then or some people just say just do it don't talk to me send it back to me and give me the loan stuff so that's kind of I mean we get them all but the main one is do I have to go with this coverage is the main so
1: Gotcha. Yeah, I'm, I see it too. I mean, a lot of people going through the process of buying a home and they're asking the same questions. They're like, what is this for? Why do I need it? Maybe the agent isn't explaining it correctly. Maybe they just, you know, I mean, there's so many different factors at play, but, uh, you yeah, are running a little bit out of time. So, I mean, I appreciate you hopping out with me finally after trying to get this together for so long, but, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, this is technically the first episode of a, a new show that I'm going to be doing. It's a new playlist on YouTube where I'm going to be having people on, you know, just having to do with real estate, creating some value for people. So uh, appreciate you hopping on here with me.
0: Yeah, no problem, man. appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, we'll probably set something up in the future and maybe uh, play some pond hockey. So uh, we'll keep the yeah, conversation this rolling.
0: This weekend, it's looking good. I'm walking out there right now. It's, <laughs> it's pretty nice, So. We'll see. I mean, it is tomorrow supposed to be, you know, 40, so we'll see. But I couldn't get out there today. Um, But maybe this weekend we might play some pucks. So we'll see.
1: Just let me know. I'll be up for it. All
0: right. We'll see you. Thank you. Uh, Talk to you. Yeah, no problem.
1: Yep. Yep. See ya.